Welcome to the HelloCraft Podcast, Episode 9. I'm Tina Seamonster, and each week I collect stories of your handmade life. Stories of how making and buying handmade connect us to our past and our future. This week's show comes straight from the economic downturn. Hi, I'm Leigh Browning Triffley, and I own Avalon Sewing Company. I design and sew home decor items in fabric. I'm moving Avalon Sewing Company back into my house, and I feel heartbroken. I feel like I failed, like I was naive, like I should have been happy with sewing cool stuff in my guest room and being a mom. Like it or, or I just wasn't good enough that way. In post-Katrina Hattiesburg, my little drapery and pillow factory had people waiting 12 to 16 weeks for custom work. I had a couple of great employees, I had a great client list, I had so much energy. So in November of 2006, I hatched a plan to move my little guest room sewing operation into a retail space in downtown Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And we opened in April of 2007. It was really cute. It was charming, really. Everybody said so. My husband and I decided we would give it two years. Big startup expense, and then just get up and go to work. We were off. A little stumble, some juggling here and there, but we passed the one-year mark. And then, about six weeks before Christmas of 2008, started getting fewer calls, smaller orders. Operating costs go up, but income goes down. I'm scattered all over the place. Mistakes get made. Quality suffers. Two rounds of the stomach virus, plus the holidays and two weeks with no child care. And it didn't take long before I was standing at the financial crossroads, scratching my head. Cutting your losses is actually a pretty easy choice to make you're not raking in the money, you just cut the overhead. It's as easy as sliding beads on an abacus. The toughest part is adjusting to the idea of giving up on the dream. Well, maybe I'm not really giving up on the dream, just one vision of the dream, but this new vision is still kind of blurry and out of focus. Things I didn't expect to happen when I went from home base to outside the house business. I didn't expect my life to become all about managing the budget of the business and about not being creative or sewing. I didn't expect all of the miscellaneous expenses and hidden costs. I didn't know that employees instinctively stack the deck in their favor. I feel bad saying this because all of my employees have been really great. It's just the downside of being a boss. I didn't expect a backlash of negative energy from people who were not happy or maybe jealous of what they saw as my success. Like my grandmother would say when she saw a lady in a big fancy hat or a fur coat, well, she must really think she's somebody. I didn't expect that running my own business could be so hard on my husband and my child. I didn't know that making one tired decision, having one ruthless client, or losing one great employee could change the structure of a whole business. I didn't know that when people said, make careful choices and be smart, what they really meant was be shrewd, trust no one. I did the best I could. I still have my clients. I still have a good reputation, I guess. As long as I still have the basic equipment, I still have a business. What I don't have right now is the desire to stand up and fight. My husband and I knew that expanding the business would cost money. We were almost completely debt-free. But I had the skills, and he had a job, and we just picked a number and decided that when the debt reached that number, we would freeze borrowing. I felt pretty confident that the business could support itself and repay the loans, and it did. The worst-case scenario, we said that I would just get a job and use my paycheck to pay back the loan. Now I'm here, tired, burned out, sad, confused and disappointed that I woke up from a beautiful dream only to find a messy house and a small house note to pay. My husband says, you know, it wasn't your fault. It was the economy. And I just cringe. I really cringed the other day when somebody told me that the war effort cost $1 billion a day. I don't think I deserve anything for free. 
But there is no realistic, affordable, low-interest loan program out there for a woman to develop a small business making American-made products, educating workers and creating jobs, not to mention preserving a cultural heritage. I guess that's just not a valuable resource at all to some people. I don't really want to wallow in self-pity. It just seems like a bright, creative, resourceful, sensitive woman with talent, a good idea, and a great support system could turn all of that into a job for herself. In America, the land of opportunity, I spent all of our savings and all of the equity in our house, and now I can't get a job at anywhere but the Burger Hut. There were a few good things that came out of the expansion. I found out who my friends were. I pursued a dream. I reached a goal. I got involved with the revitalization of our downtown, which I'm very proud of. I met some people who were truly happy for me, and I made some really good friends. I made some really beautiful things, and well, I can't even say I learned a lot without thinking, experience is what you get when you didn't get what you wanted. Sometimes a friend will say, you're so creative, you just make me sick. And I want to say, thanks. Um, hey, do you know anyone who would pay me $10 an hour for that? With $10 an hour, 30 hours a week, I could be completely out of this whole mess in a few years, and I could still be home every day in time for cookies and homework. So, that's my story. Would you like fries with that? It's easy to see this story as a cautionary tale of why not to try and expand your craftiness into a full-time business. But you know what? I don't see it that way. I see Lay's story as that of someone who wasn't afraid to believe in herself. So to me, this story teaches us more about fear than anything else. I hear from crafters all the time, I'm afraid to fill in the blank. I'm afraid to start my Etsy shop. I'm afraid to apply for a craft show. I'm afraid to try to sell my work. But what you really should be afraid of is never doing anything at all and letting fear control you. Sure, Lay's store didn't work out, but what if she would have never tried? Would she have always wished she'd done it? Would she regret her inaction? And isn't that far worse than failing? What if the fear of failing keeps you from even trying? Thanks to Lay for telling us her story. You can check out her online shop at avalonsewingcompany.etsy.com. That's A-V-A-L-O-N-S-E-W-I-N-G-C-O.etsy.com. Now we want to hear from you. This podcast is listener-generated. All you have to do is call our toll-free voicemail number at 1-888-317-3785 and leave us a message up to five minutes long. Just start out your call by saying, Hello, Craft. My name is blank, and I make blank. And then tell us your story. You can get all of this info plus much, much more online at hellocraft.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back next week with another episode of Hello Craft. Hello Craft is produced by me, Tina Seamonster, and edited by the lovely Chrissy Downing. Hello Craft.